Well, I'm not sure if she's got Betty Davis eyes, but she certainly has written a fascinating book. I'm joined on the line now by author Charlotte Kemp, uh, author of a fascinating book called Futures Alchemist. Hello, Charlotte. Hello, David. Thank you very much for the invitation to join you tonight. Man, we certainly have taken long enough to get this thing sorted out, eh? and mostly my fault. <laughs> so thank you for no your problem. thank you for your patience and thank you for having a chat to us. Um, let's start off at the at the very very beginning, which is where I always like to start. Uh, tell me a little bit about Charlotte. So where were you? Where were you born, bred, and and you know what led to writing this book? Ah, all right. Um, let me start with the fact that I went to about uh, seven or eight schools in my lifetime. And um, I think that can kind of set a child up for either being very flexible and agile or um, they can kind of retreat into their shell. So for a few years, I was very quiet, didn't make many friends. But once I got my confidence back, you know, that awkward kind of teenage phase. But um, once I got past that, I found myself really wanting to, uh, you know, explore have new experiences. Um, I don't settle easily. We move around quite a lot. Uh, so now in, in my later years, um, I'm married to a very adventurous man and we move house every year. And we uh, kind of rent a, we, we rent a, a furnished apartment for 10 months of the year. And then we travel somewhere in the world for two months of the year over December, January, so that we can explore um, other parts of our world. And um, we, we do that now I'm putting my, my children through that because my, my youngest daughter is a matric and she's also had a whole lot of uh, schools that they've had to go through. But they are kind of open to exploring the world, open to new adventures and not so convinced that things um, are out of their control. We, we've learned through all of these adventures that we kind of create our own future, our own lives, our own lifestyle. And that's the message that I eventually put into the book. Fantastic stuff. Now... <laughs> <laughs> It's a fascinating book, okay? Okay, let's start at the very beginning because I jumped on this book way before it was even published and ready or anything like that. And yeah. I've been banging at your door. Has it officially been published now? Or is, are we still it waiting? Has been, no, it's been published. I have uh, had a huge box of books here that we're um, sending out. I haven't done a big launch um, because I've been sending them to colleagues and, uh, you know, friends and clients who have seen the work and uh, the work that I've kind of progressed towards over the last few years. And uh, and we're about to leave in two weeks' time for our, our trip, so we're going to be away. And when I'm back in the new year, they will do a lot more marketing. But the book is definitely available. We do have copies here, and I'd be very happy to uh, also supply three copies to your listeners at the end of the call. Fantastic. You are very, oh. very kind. Thank you, Charlotte. Oh, my um, pleasure. Okay, so now let's let's get on to the meat and potatoes because um, what caught my attention is you had a foreword um, by Dr. Graham Codrington. Now I've I've known Graham for a couple yes. of years now, and uh, for Graham to do a foreword and speak so highly of some of people, you've definitely been doing stuff right. Um, so talk to me about the book because. Initially, I thought, okay, yeah, futures alchemist, you know, you, you, you're a futurist and you're going to talk about stuff I don't understand. But it's not like that. I'm, I'm so glad it's not like that. Um, I'll, I'll confess that when I started writing it, it was, um, it, it was 
dull and tough and difficult. And I thought, goodness, I'm, I'm bored writing this. No one will ever read it. And then I thought, uh, how, how do I make this different? And my, my oldest daughter is studying at university and she's studying uh, investment management. And I kind of grew up and started in the financial services industry. So I thought, how would I explain this to my, my young daughter? And, um, and then it kind of all evolved out of that. And once we finished, uh, I'll confess now and um, if anyone's listening, they know Graham. I'm sure they'll end up telling him anyway. But um, my husband said we we got to get a you know we got to get some kind of uh, comments or a foreword or something. And it's very difficult taking your your creation, your art, and uh, showing it to somebody else and asking their opinions. So I left that all in Richard's hands, and uh, and he contacted Graham, who's a, a friend and a colleague of ours from the Professional Speakers Association. And Graham came back with that, and and I, I almost wanted to cry. It was it was such a validation of uh, the fact that I've actually you know produced something that's worthwhile, and um, and I do really highly respect Graham. And all you know from the moment I decided to become a futurist, he's uh, he would be the icon in in our industry that we look to and kind of measure ourselves against. But but he's done some phenomenal work, and I'm really really very grateful for his foreword in the book. Well, it, it, it is a very, very interesting book. I was lucky enough, you were kind enough um, to, to send me an advanced uh, digital copy of it. Um, yes. And uh, absolutely brilliant. But talking about people that you might know, um, I was chatting to uh, somebody today who says that you are, and I think I quote directly, a fantastic lady, a uh, gentleman by the name of Ross Saunders. Yes, thank you. Yes, <laughs> yes uh, yeah. Russ, Russ and I are both involved in, in the Professional Speakers Association as well, and we're having a lot of fun uh, working with him. He's really dynamic and doing some amazing things with the association. Well, I'm bringing him in next week, so it's his turn for a roasting next Monday. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about uh, about the book, Charlotte. Okay. All right. So, so the, the story is like this. Um, I, I imagined how would I tell the story to you know to my daughter? How would I explain things to her? And I, I kind of played around with one scene and then I turned it into a narrative. I, you know, I just imagined somebody discovering this and having a conversation and talking to people. And it worked so well. And I, it was a Sunday afternoon. I'm sitting in the lounge typing and I thought, oh, that was fun. And then I wrote the next piece and it just flowed out. It wasn't difficult like it had been before. And then I went back and I rewrote the entire book as as a narrative. So it's, it's not a novel as such, but, but it does tell the story. And what it is, is a, a young girl, her name is Beth, and she's recently qualified from university and she gets a really good job at a traditional financial firm uh, in, in South Africa. And, um, and she starts working there and she's excited and she's honored to have this job. And then she starts, you know, wanting like any young new person in a job, you know, making some suggestions. And every suggestion she makes that is kind of, you know, innovative or, or modern or forward thinking uh, gets shut down. And she gets very frustrated at the closed minded approach of the people that she's working with. And then she starts exploring and she comes across uh, my website, Futures Alchemist, uh, which which is not quite really. So that's why the, the book has been, you know, normally delayed a bit because the, the site has to match the book. And we're just tweaking a few more things on that site. I can't but, wait. Uh, I have to tell you. Yeah. I oh, it's cannot be a lot of fun. <laughs> wait for that site. If the book is anything to go by, I'm, I'm going I'm gonna go and sort out my own futures there. Map, compass, guide, I'm there. It's all there. So she does, she discovers that site. She learns about the, the map, compass, and guide, which is the model that I use to explain all of the academic models that we use for, for future studies. And then she goes back. Her company's not listening. She discovers a fintech company. She makes a friend in this uh, in the startup. 
and the friend invites her over and she meets the founder of the startup and she presents them with her ideas just, just to share them, just because that's our modern world, that when we come up with something that's great, we want to share it with our community and see what we can co-create. And it just takes off from there and then she gets offered a job and she moves over. And she moves over to teach them um, kind of like two versions of this. One is to to help their clients, the, the startup's clients, to run a futures thinking project too. So to actually apply these models to create new products or new services. But then also to challenge that startup to always have uh, that kind of framework of thinking about the future uh, as a lens to every through every decision that they make. So that they're not just, you know, making normal regular decisions, but actually thinking, you know, how could this be better? How could it be more sustainable? Uh, what are we missing? What trends might be out there that are going to affect us? And, uh, and, and she needs to get that whole company to keep thinking like that so that they can be innovative and cutting edge. And so the whole story unfolds with that. And then, you know, there's a hint of, of new adventures at the end and um, I think that's my little encouragement to myself to write some more stories along uh, those lines, using this for different industries, uh, to, to just demonstrate that the, the futures thinking models that we are using are, they're really good, they're robust, they're academic, uh, they're taught at university at um, um, uh, postgraduate level, and, and they can be applied from everything, from a huge multinational corporate to cities and governments, uh, to small startups and to individuals, to our own careers. We can apply exactly the same thinking at every level. When we come back, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, this this whole thing about uh, being a futurist or whatever, because, you know, the traditional thinking is futurists, you know, you the strange people that say we're going to get color television when we only have radio and stuff like that. Because I've got to tell you, the first futurist I ever met and it took me quite a while to figure this whole thing out, was a gentleman you may have heard of by the name of uh, J.P. Luntman. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. i got to tell you, yeah, it, it sort of, my, my head was a bit broken afterwards. So hopefully um, <laughs> when we come back, uh, we'll be able to chat and you'll be able to explain to me what is a futurist and who would want to become a futurist? There we go. Okay, That's, thank you. That's my special guest uh, that uh, we're having a chat to right now, uh, author of uh, a book called Futures Alchemist. It's just written in such an engaging way. Uh, It is Charlotte Kemp. The book is available. She's agreed to send out three copies again. How lucky are we? Uh, So we'll be back and chatting to her in just a little bit. My special guest, I am chatting to Charlotte Kemp, author of Futures Alchemist. Okay, Charlotte, now that I've finished my running, um, what is what is a futurist and, and how does one become a futurist? All right, well, I think just like every profession that in there and uh, kind of discovering the, the range of things we have to take care of, you know, any other academic model, any other academic studies you do, you have to stay in your lane. So if you are a, a sociologist, you don't talk about psychology. Uh, if you're an economist, you don't talk about sociology. But when you come to become a futurist, you really need to pay attention to everything from demographics to environment to politics, economics, um, as well as you know all the business things and innovation. So it's a, a huge, broad spectrum of, of work, uh, which means that when you actually meet futurists who are working in, in that space, uh, they kind of specialize in certain fields. So we have some 
um, we have a lot of, I, I'm a keynote futurist, so so I speak at, at conferences and I uh, share the model, share the ideas, but when it comes to the deep research and studies and uh, working inside of a company for a six or nine month project, and then I refer those to my academic colleagues, uh, the ones who've done that kind of level of work and an engagement uh, in an association called the Association of Professional Futurists. And then they go in and they'll, they'll do that, that kind of deep work. But, but we all kind of know the space we work in. So there are some people who, who focus on politics and what the, the future of politics means for us, uh, you know, the everyday people. And there are other people who focus on, on the environment and they will raise those concerns that we need to hear about. And yeah, you, so you just find different futurists in different spaces. Okay, now, now when when you talk and when you do your keynotes, uh, what 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 do you base your talk on? What do you what do you talk to people about? Or does that depend well, on the I business? Came up with the map. Well, yeah, no, it certainly does. I mean, I, I tailor. I've got a basic message that I'll share, but I will tailor everything to a specific um, to a specific event. I speak at a lot of associations, and um, so whatever that association industry is, we'll talk you know around that. When, when people think about futurists or, or think about the future in terms you know, of, of an actual study, the two things we always come up with that we understand are trends and scenarios. Uh, so everybody talks about trends and you know we understand trends and fads and, um, and we got a bit of an idea about that because there's a lot of, of commentary on that in, in the media. And then the scenarios uh, we in South Africa know about because Clem Sunter did some really great work years ago before we had our democratic elections. And he created the, uh, with his whole team and, and the studies that they were doing with uh, Royal Dutch Shell, they talked about the high road and the low road of South Africa's future. And so, so we've heard that, we've kind of grown up hearing about those those scenarios. So we, we get an idea of that. So when I go and speak to to, to any company or do a keynote, I use my model of a map compass and a guide, and then I put the trends and the scenarios and all the other models uh, that, that we can use into that model so that people can see that this isn't wishful thinking, it's not motivational speaking, uh, that there are real things that we can do to understand the directions that the future can possibly go in. And then there are real things that we can do to actually determine um, to a certain extent which future we go in. So we are not at the mercy of the future. We have influence over it. And, and we as individuals and as companies and cities, we have agency over our future. And I think that is my primary message. We're not victims. We can actually determine which future we're going towards if we if we co-create it. Which, which is, I think fantastic i mean you know because if you don't know where you're going any road will get you there um that's it in terms of the book though who is the book sort of aimed at in in, in your mind when you were writing this book and 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 the book is now out it's been published um as we said we cannot wait for the companion website because i'm going to go searching mm -hmm. on that um but who is it who is it aimed at i mean would it would it benefit your your average everyday south african is it more for business people mm. I, i've tried to write it as accessibly as possible although you know there's, there's still it's still jam-packed with a lot of information so a lot of my friends who are reading it feel a bit you know like they have to go back and read a part again because they didn't quite uh, grasp the depth of it or, or or they can't see the implications but um I, th I think the most important part for me when people read the book is they come back. One one of my friends says, there's a character in the book uh, called John. He says, I want to hit John. 
um, <laughs> and because uh, John is a bit of a, uh, he's a jerk and and he's so um, you know arrogant and and dismissive and um, and and for, for for that to evoke a, a a reaction from somebody, it means that that it is actually touching people's emotions as well as their intellect, which is what, exactly what I meant for it. So I, I don't think. I didn't have a specific um, a kind of industry in mind. Obviously, it's based on financial services, but I think it's it's um, clear that these things can be used in other places as well. But it's it's not whether it, it's not an individual or a company or or anything like that. There are certain people who will respond to this, who will read this and go, "Wow, I get it. I can do something." Uh, there's obviously a lot to learn here, but we can create the future. Um, there is possibility in the future. This is not a utopian, optimistic thing that we're we're talking about, but you know, actually, we can get our hands dirty and and make things happen. And if somebody feels that and they read the book, they're going to get some some tools to work with. Other people will read it and they might be like the character John and they go, well, you know, this is rubbish and, um, you know, you be naive and, and it's not as simple as that. And for them, the book won't appeal and they won't be interested in the work that I'm doing. And, and that's OK. What about uh, because you can't cater to everybody? Yeah. What about people who relate to Ian? Um, well, yeah, that's <laughs> that's good. Um <laughs> Ian is one of the characters. He's he's older, um, and he's it kind of he's, he's not retirement age yet, but he is older. And then he he gets a job in this fintech startup where everybody is younger than him, um, so much younger that they have to kind of uh, gently uh, kind of reverse age mentor him and show him a few things. But the point is, it's not about the age. Um, it's about the mindset. So so my husband um, is is in his late sixties. He's a lot older than I am. But he has, you know, the heart and mind of a millennial, and um, he's always exploring things and wanting to to try new things. And he's not at all old in his mind. So it's not about, you know, the, the age that somebody is. It's just about their mindset and their approach to this is possible or this is impossible. You know, I I often do that. I, I'm 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 not quite as old as Ian in the book yet, but. Uh, I certainly have passed the 50-year-old mark, and I don't see myself as old, um, and yet um, often I get challenged, and, and some of my thinking is definitely quite old-fashioned, particularly when you get to deal with the millennials and and uh, those kind of guys, because, yeah, it, it, it's a challenge. That's what I like about the story, though, is, is it can actually be a workbook, a roadmap for self-development. Mm. Yes. Absolutely. And that's important. I mean, we, we don't, uh, and I'm trying to tell my children, I feel the same age inside as I did when, you know, uh, when I was in my 20s or 30s. We, we don't necessarily feel older until we really do feel older. And, and then we come up with a whole lot of excuses and we're whining about health and that there are people like that. But but for most of us, we, we have a mindset of um, you know, we wanted to explore the world. We're open to ideas. But, you know, after 20, 30, 40, 50 years on the planet, you get some habits. You, you work inside of a framework. We can't recreate ourselves every single day. That that would be impractical and, uh, and, and not at all efficient. So we do have some things that we believe, uh, we've grown to believe. Um, but if we are open to hearing a conversation with somebody who has a different idea or opinion to ourselves um, and, and have that conversation with respect and discuss the topic, you know, as, as a separate entity. So it's not like you and I are having a conversation and, and 
I'm getting angry with you because you believe something different from me. Um, but if we can have that conversation about something different and, and both of our minds are opened and expanded and we may or may not change our opinions or may or may not adopt new technologies or new uh, new approaches to life. But we've had that conversation. And if, and if more of us did that, uh, there would be less conflict in the world. Uh, but instead, we, we have this polarization where, you know, if you and I disagree on something, then, you know, we, we can't be friends, we can't be Facebook friends, uh, we, we can't, you know, we can't ever agree to, to even meet and have a decent conversation. And that is not at all helpful. Well, I got to say, it it is a book. It's it's not a light read. Um, I'm going to be honest. It's not something you'd pick up on a on a Sunday afternoon for a quick read. Um, although when I first read Futures Alchemist, I thought this sounds like my kind of fantasy adventure, and then I realised it's a it's a whole lot deeper. It's a whole lot more serious. But it's it's a it is a great read, and particularly if you are curious, and and I think that is that is. I don't know, for me, that was one of the takeaways is be curious, take the leap, take the journey, dive into the unknown. We don't know all the answers, um, but we're never going to know them unless we start looking for them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, and it, the, the adventure that we have is is our own life adventure. You know, um, when I start with a map, uh, we have this present moment in time and, and we all look at this present moment through our own lens. Uh, but then we have to understand that we come from a history and, and we can look on the map to the left-hand side, that is our past. And and whatever team is gathered there in the present moment, all have different pasts. And those pasts color our, our perception of the present moment and our opinion of how much uh, influence we have over the future. So people who have had a very difficult past and have never been able to resolve that uh, have limited options in the future. But especially with our younger generations, I mean, every young generation feels open to to exploring things. They feel like they can go and change the world. You know, we send them to university and tell them to learn stuff and, and, and change the world and open their minds. And then we get frustrated when they try and do that. But they're, they're meant to do that. And um, But the modern generations, the, the younger generations at the moment, are just open to so many new ideas and, and has so much courage and boldness to, to do these um, to do the things that we need in, in this world. And if we can allow them um, or, or ourselves, if we're on that journey, um, to look at the scenarios for the future and, and choose the one that is full of adventure and, and opportunity, and then we can create that adventure for ourselves. Um, otherwise, we end up, like you're saying, you know, any road will get you there and you get there and you say, oh, this isn't what I wanted. But then we hadn't actually planned it. So uh, let's let's take this moment to plan the future and come up with something that's worth living. Fantastic stuff. Uh, Charlotte, the book is, as you say, um, is it's available now. Can can we can we purchase it in yes, bookstores yes. or online now? You can order no, uh, order directly from me. Um, there is a, a web store on my website, which is uh, charlottekemp.co.za. And uh, you don't want to go to charlottekemp.com. Uh, that's um, that's a, a porn star. Um, <laughs> so I have a branding problem. Um, so .co.za. Okay, so, um, so let's and just... And future will be up soon. Okay, let's yes. just help people out here. CharlotteKemp.co.za. Charlotte spelt C-H-A-R-L-O-T-T-E-K-E-M-P. CharlotteKemp.co.za. You can go there to order the book. Um, Charlotte, what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to ask uh, you know just we'll make it easy for people. Uh, they're going to WhatsApp me, and then I will then forward the winner on to you. Will you then organise to get the book through to them? 
Absolutely, I'll be delighted. Fantastic. Can we be cheeky and ask you if we can make it a signed copy? Absolutely, no problem at all. Fantastic stuff. Charlotte, thank you so much for taking the time out and having a chat to us tonight. Uh, I know, it, it, particularly in terms of this interview, it was a bit of a rocky road for us to get here, but we're here, it's brilliant. Um, in closing, okay, uh, what yes. next? What's next for you? Because I think just from reading the book, um, you know, they, they often say people have one book in them. I think you may have more. Mm, no, definitely. It feels like there's there's more stories to be told. Um, I'll tell you what the next project is after this is, as I was writing it, I was talking about, you know, I, I honestly do believe that we're all futurists. We can be better futurists. But looking at, at the, the values that are really highlighted in our conversations today, I think we should be conscious futurists. And so I'm working on uh, on some material around what, what it means to be a conscious futurist and how we can uh, take that kind of as a framework for our lives and our decision making, whether it's at home with our families or, or in the workplace or in the cities, you know, how can we actually be conscious about the future we create and not just create something that satisfies ourselves and, and our in-group, uh, but rather is better for more people and more inclusive. Fantastic stuff. Charlotte, thank you so much for taking the time out, having a chat to us. I wish you every success with the book and I do look forward to chatting to you again in the future. Yes. David, thank you very much for the invitation. I've enjoyed this. Appreciate it. Wonderful stuff. Enjoy the rest of your evening. There we go. That's my special guest. Uh, on the line, Charlotte Kemp, author of Futures Alchemist. Uh, if you'd like to order the book, go to charlottekemp.co.za. Otherwise, if you'd like to win a copy, um, you can WhatsApp me. WhatsApp me now on uh, 0848220938 and just go, um, I want to be a Futures Alchemist. Uh, if you get chosen from our randomizer, I'll send that info out to Charlotte. So uh, WhatsApp me, I want to be a Futures Alchemist. And uh, bang, you could be a winner. Uh, the number again is 084-822-0938, 084-822-0938. Coming up next, I told you it was a jam-packed show tonight. Coming up next, we're talking to two people who are going to be exhibiting at this weekend's upcoming Cannabis Expo. That sounds like a lot of fun. And uh, I'll be giving away a set of double tickets to that one as well. So there you go, waiting for your WhatsApps. Uh, you can even SMS me, 41348 if you'd like. Those SMSs are going to be charged at one rand fifty.